You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Pit is brought to you by Stanley, Gelmar, Simply Safe, Pella, and Pavestone. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are so happy to see you today. What are you working on? Pick up the phone and call us at one 888 Pit because we're here to help you get that project done. Whether you're doing it yourself or you're going to get some help, give us a call. We'll be the first with advice on how you can get that job done quickly, easily, and more successfully. The number is one 888 Hey, coming up on this hour of the program, did you know 2 million burglaries are reported every year? It's true. Yet apparently only 17% of homeowners have a home security system. Well, that's not good. So don't become a statistic. We've got easy advice on DIY security that can keep your home and your family safe. And also ahead this hour, stainless steel is a very popular choice for kitchen sinks, but not all stainless steel is created equal. We're going to tell you what you need to consider before you buy your next kitchen sink. It's an important purchase. I mean, you guys use it every day, so buy the right sink. And how about this? Can you kick back and relax only when every single thing in your house is in its place? Well, if that sounds like you, you might be a neat Freak, one of several cleaning personality types identified in a new survey by Gelmar. Yeah, and it happens to be that Tom and I are both neat freaks. I know, crazy, right? <laughs> we took the test. I'm not surprised at all by either of us to say the truth. <laughs> well, we've got some tips on how you can find your very own cleaning personality and make the most of it in just a bit. And one lucky caller this hour has a safer home ahead. We're giving away Pella Instinctive door and window sensors, and they're worth 350 bucks. Pella's Instinctive not only lets you check the status of windows and doors while you're out, it lets you control motor blinds from any location too and all from your smartphone so pick up the phone give us a call right now let's get to it the number is 1-888-MONEYPIT-888-666-3974 leslie who's first brian in arkansas is on the line and has a mysterious odor in the house what's going on i've got a crawl space under my house of about 1900 square feet and we've noticed the last several years only in the summer, when we go away from a long weekend, we come back on a Sunday night and there's a peculiar odor in the house. It's a musty smell, if you will, but again, only in the summertime. Well, it's typically more humid in the summer, and you, mo- you mentioned that uh, you know it only happens when you're away, so you have less mo- air movement inside the house, doors are not being opened and closed. Is this crawl space under your house, does it have a vapor barrier over it, Brian? Uh, well, when the house was built 15 years ago, they put down some probably four or six mil cheating, but it wasn't completely encapsulated. So what I have done in the last two weeks is gotten some 15 mil poly, and I have totally encapsulated under the house. I've wrapped the pillars, I've sealed the walls, 
and I've taped the seams. So that's great. So something else that you can do is you could add uh, an exhaust fan into that crawl space and have it set to work off a, a humidistat. And the way you do that is they have uh, crawl space fans that are basically 8 by 16 inches, which is the same size as a concrete block. So in lieu of one of the vents, you install this fan and you, rem- you wire it to humidistat, maybe mounted somewhere in the middle of the crawl space. And then when the moisture gets really high, the humidistat will kick on the fan and it will draw some drier air through the crawl space. Now, the third thing that you can do is just to be very careful with your outdoor drainage maintenance. So by that, I mean make sure you have gutters on the house, that the downspouts are discharging away from the house, and that the soil around the crawl space perimeter slopes away from the house. By trying to keep that water away from those walls, you'll reduce the amount of moisture that's building up in the crawl space. Does that make sense? It does. I think I've got all that covered at this point. What about a dehumidifier? I've been told that's the next step. You could put a dehumidifier in, but I would rather see you put that simple ventilation fan hooked up to a humidistat on first. But if you want to put a dehumidifier in, I would take a look at the one by Santa Fe. I actually just put a Santa Fe dehumidifier in my basement. It's working really, really well. And I liked it because it's not very big. It hangs from from the rafters. And it was only 12 by 12 by 22. So it was pretty small unit. So it didn't take up a lot of space. And it's doing a really good job. The one I put in takes out 70 pints of water a day. Wow. Well, as I take each step, I'm trying to uh, go and see if I'm doing everything correct. Could there be anything else that I'm missing? Or am I assuming that? the smell is coming from under the house up into the first floor. Well, I mean, the only other typical source of smells in in houses is is plumbing smells. So sometimes you get biogas in the drains of your sinks or your tubs. That can cause an odor. But if you clean those out with like an oxygenated bleach, that will keep that under control. But if you have that kind of humid, musty smell, um, it may very well be coming from the crawl space. Okay, so if I totally encapsulate it and either put a fan in and or a dehumidifier should I see results in just a couple of weeks, maybe? I think so, yes. Okay, because that uh, that takes care of the, the, the air under the house, which affects the first floor as well, I guess. Absolutely. I will uh, proceed with that. All right, Brian. And anytime you have questions, you can reach us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Linda in Ohio, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Well, I had an old garage torn down, so I had a prior cement pad, and I had a steel building put up. I have gaps now from the steel building is not, um, the metal is more like a corrugated. It's got a little ripple in it and where it meets the floor and they put a like two by four base around the inside to screw the metal to it. Well, I'm getting chipmunks in there and everything like that in between. What can I use to seal it but still keep it so when the cold weather comes, it expands like it needs to. You must be having some pretty big gaps there if the chipmunks are getting into that. Yeah. <laughs> How much space are we talking about? Some spots it's not very big at all, but some it's like maybe two or three inches high. Oh, wow. Because the, the cement pad was not really leveled, or it's, throughout the years, too, it could have sunk down in certain areas. I don't know whether to put, like, another board. Yeah, so so listen, if you've got two or three inches of gaps, you're going to have to add some additional sort of siding-type materials to cover that gap. You could actually use additional galvanized metal and form it to uh, to fit in that space. If you have smaller gaps, those could be filled with, say, spray foam insulation 
or you could use steel wool. Sometimes when we're trying to plug up little gaps, especially when it comes to rodent prevention, uh, I'll have folks put steel wool in there that they're not apt to, uh, to chew through. But you can't have a gap that big and not expect uh, those types of animals to get by. Awesome. I'll try that. The steel wool and the foam. <laughs> Good luck with that project, Linda. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, we only have a few weekends left of summer. I can't believe it. Labor Day weekend is just upon us. So what are you working on to get things all buttoned up for the fall or maybe for that last big hurrah on the last holiday weekend? We're here to give you a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Well, if you like a clean house but feel you can't relax until everything is just right, we've got tips for learning to let go without sacrificing your home's hygiene. But the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. 
That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Pavestone's easy-to-stack Rumblestone rustic building blocks. Create any outdoor hardscape you can imagine to instantly add old-world charm. Available at the Home Depot. For more information and product instructions, visit pavestone.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, did you remember to close your windows before you left your house today? Well, if it's raining, you got an issue. You might stop, though, scratching your head and wondering if you did or not. And just let Pella's instinctive door and window sensors remember for you. Yeah, best part is they're small and they're really easy to install. You don't need any tools at all. And this is going to let you check your doors and windows from any location right from your smartphone, which, come on, guys, I know is already in your hand and is probably in your hand right now. And call us right now for your chance to win this $350 prize. We're giving away a set of those instinctive sensors from Pella. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four, and there are more smart product ideas online now at moneypit.com When you flip through our smart home gallery, Matt in Oregon, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We have uh, just picked up a nineteen seventies ranch home, and uh, the kitchen needs to be uh, totally gutted and, and remodeled. It looks like. It looks like a kitchen from the 70s. And my question is, uh, we need to take down a wall, maybe two. And I was curious if there's a way to find out quick and easy if a wall is load-bearing or not. So you can't use words like quick and easy and and load-bearing and structural kind of in the same sentence. They just don't work the well uh, together. I was hoping it was going to be easy. Well, I can just tell you in general, if you have a ranch, okay, the walls that are parallel with the front and the rear walls are usually load-bearing. And there's going to be one wall that goes down the middle of the ranch, and that wall is almost always load-bearing because the roof uh, rafters are sort of pitched or are angled to be right above it, and the ceiling joists will cross on that wall. Uh, But because it's a ranch, there's not a whole lot of weight above that. So just because it is load-bearing doesn't mean you can't make changes to it. You just have to do it correctly, which means that you can't just take it away. You have to build something there to support the weight that it was carrying to begin with. It's a lot easier to do that in a ranch than it is in a two-story house where you're carrying the weight of a second floor. Right. Okay. Well, that gives us hope. (laughs) Happy that we could do that for you, Matt. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, you have a hard time kicking back or enjoying company unless every single thing in your house is in its place. Well, if there's no such thing as clean enough, you might just be a neat freak. It's just one of several cleaning personality types identified in a new survey by Gelmar, makers of CLR cleaning products. Yeah, you know, your cleaning personality type identifies how you approach cleaning or perhaps don't approach cleaning. (laughs) But in the case of being a neat freak, which Tom and I both took the test and we are both neat freaks. I'm not surprised at all about this, Tom. I knew I was going to (laughs) be... I was pretty sure you were going to be. Absolutely. I mean, the one question about how long do you let dishes sit in your kitchen sink? I was like, what? Dishes do <laughs> not ever sit sit in the sink. What? Maybe if I'm just getting another one and putting it right. in there. But 
being that Tom and I are both neat freaks, that kind of means like we're always on where you're looking out for crumbs or a pile of mail, something that needs to be cleaned, wiped, put away. That's us. Absolutely. Now, if you're the type of person that maybe only fires up the vacuum when your job's stressing you out or when you need a little time to yourself, there is a cleaning personality type for each of those habits too. Yeah. And once you know yours, Gelmar's got custom tips for pushing past your type's hurdles so you can clean your house faster, better, or in a way that's going to actually make you enjoy cleaning and just be happier. So head on over to CLR Cleaner's Facebook page and take Gelmar's Cleaning Personality Quiz. Then you can share your results on social media and you're going to get tricks and tips for your specific type. And just by taking the quiz, you'll also be entered to win a $500 Visa gift card and Gelmar Cleaning Products. It's all online at facebook.com slash CLR Cleaners. All right, we're heading out to Delaware where Mary's got a question about a roof. What's going on at your money pit? I have a two-story house with three-tab shingles that are 25 years old, and I'm about to replace them with the architectural. I have an attic fan currently. It's about 30 years old, and I don't really have to keep that. But I, my question is regarding that, uh, an a replacement attic fan versus the ridge vent. So we would definitely recommend a ridge vent over a replacement attic fan for a lot of reasons. Here's why. In the summer, many, time, many times folks will install attic fans to try to cool their attic, thinking that it will lower their cooling costs. But what generally happens is when an attic fan kicks on, it will depressurize your attic. And then it needs to replace that negative pressure. So what will happen is it will reach down into your house and actually pull some of that air conditioned air up into the attic. Now, how that happens is interesting. It'll pull it out from gaps around, say, where your attic door is, or it'll pull it through the walls, through gaps around plumbing pipes or electrical wires or outlets that go through. There's usually some sort of thermal connection between the inside and the outside. And by using an attic fan, you're going to potentially drive the cooling costs up, not down. A better option is a ridge vent, a continuous ridge vent that goes down the peak of the entire roof and that will exhaust attic air. But the ridge vent should always be mashed with soffit vents at the overhang of the roof so that the air will enter down low on the roof, roll up underneath the roof sheathing, and then exit at the ridge. And that, that sort of convective loop will do a much better job of keeping your attic cool than an attic fan, it will not dry, and it will not drive up your cooling costs. And you close off the uh, current attic fan. That's right. I would actually, if you are if you're going to be replacing your roof, I would simply take that whole fan out tap off the wires and disconnect it. You don't need it. Okay. The other question is I also have a whole house fan, which I rarely use. Uh, can you still use a whole house fan uh, with the ridge vent? Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's talk about the difference between a whole house fan and an attic fan. An attic fan is just that. It draws air out of the attic. A whole house fan is mounted generally on the ceiling of the of the upper floor of the house, and it's going to draw air from your house itself, push it up into the attic where it'll be exhausted. Now, the key with a whole house fan is you have to have enough exhaust ventilation up in the attic. If you end up having a continuous ridge vent and continuous soft vents, I think you probably will have plenty of exhaust ventilation up there in the attic. I would suggest, if you don't have it already, to put that whole house fan on a timer because it's really effective, especially at night when you can set it for an hour or so when you're going to sleep, to kind of keep that air moving through the house and then it'll just go off uh, by the time you fall asleep and the air gets cooler. Vents in the eaves of the house, which were built in the house, are they closed off when you get the ridge vent? Generally, yes. Those small vents that are on the ends of the gable walls, 
you do want to close those off and make sure you have continuous soffit and ridge vents because you'll get some turbulence between the ridge vent and that end gable vent that can impact the flow of the air. All right, Mary? All right. Uh, hopefully uh, that's what I need, and I'm about to call a contractor tomorrow. All right, and now you know what to get done. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we're going to take a call from Tim in Arkansas, who's got some concrete issues with his patio and his garage. You know, maybe he wouldn't have these problems if his friends didn't help him with it. What's going on, Tim? Uh, it, when it rains, it's, it's, it's uh, busting it and causing it to uh, uh, have holes in the concrete. And it's just like it's forcing it away. And then I do have uh, a four-inch slab, and the concrete is cracking. All right, so the patio is a four-inch slab. The concrete is cracking. Are there a lot of cracks in it? Like, is it severely deteriorated? Well, no, but it, it, it's like, you know, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like going to the center of the garage, and it's uh, it, it's like it started from the eight-by-eight pole, and it's just kind of, uh, all, you know, it's just, I don't know, just cracking. I don't know how deep it is, but it's just kind of cracking all the way across. So is, is the concrete slab inside the garage, or is it next to the garage? Right, right. It's just inside the garage. It's built over there. So look, there's no easy way to fix this. All you can do is seal the cracks and cut down on the moisture that's getting through there. Generally, when those slabs crack, it's because there was some organic material underneath them that rotted away, or perhaps the soil wasn't compacted enough when it was first installed. Replacing the slab is a project, not probably as big of a project as you might think, but it is a project. But unless it's so cracked and so deformed that it's causing, you know, a tripping hazard or some other concern like that, I wouldn't do anything further than just sealing it and moving on. Okay. Well, I, yeah. Well, it's just you know, like a hairline crack. Yeah, you don't think it'll get any worse, do you? It could, but you know, it's 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 not unusual for these slabs to have hairline okay, cracks. Okay. I mean, it's not bothering anything. I just you know. Don't know how deep it is, or yeah, I wouldn't panic over it's not. It's not a structural issue because the floor is basically just there to give you a surface to drive on. It's not tied into the foundation of the house. Tim, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Still ahead, stainless steel sinks are not one size fits all, as you might think. Richard Trithui from TV's This Old House is here with tips to help you choose the best quality sink for your kitchen. And This Old House on the Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools. Stanley Tools has been helping to build America since 1843. Look for specially marked Stanley packaging featuring the Made in the USA with Global Materials logo. Visit stanleytools.com slash America. Hey, this is Jonathan Scott, host of HGTV's Property Brothers. Don't let your home become a real-life money pit. Listen to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show with Tom Kreitler and Leslie Segretti. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home, by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, backyard burgers aren't the only thing sizzling this summer. The Money Pit's giving away big ticket prizes in our sizzling summer giveaway sweepstakes. Yeah, not one, not two, but 
five winners, guys, have a chance to win awesome prizes, like a prize package from Works that includes the eight-in-one arrow cart, and it's better than a wheelbarrow cart. I mean, it's awesome. And the Works blower sweeper, just in time for that fall leaf cleanup. I don't want to dampen your summer festivities, but it's going to happen soon, guys. (laughs) All you have to do is visit Facebook.com slash The Money Pit, and you can enter there. And check this out. You can actually help increase your chances of winning by sharing our Sizzle and Summer Sweepstakes to earn bonus entries. It's online at Facebook.com slash The Money Pit. Doug in Rhode Island's on the line with a ventilation question. What's going on at your Money Pit? I have two bathroom vents and also a, a hood exhaust vent over the cooktop. So I have two four-inch vents and a six-inch vent that I need to put through the roof somehow, and I'd rather not. I'd rather not do it in three different vents. I'm wondering if there's an option. Well, the bathroom vents, if they're near each other, could be brought together uh, in the attic and then brought out to one termination point. You obviously don't want to dump all that air into the attic. It's warm. It's moist. It's humid, and it's going to ruin your insulation's effect. Uh, as terms of the uh, bath, in terms of the kitchen vent, that I would keep separate because that could potentially be greasy, and you just don't want to mix that in with the bathroom ventilation. Okay. And make sure, in in all cases, I would recommend you avoid the flexible vent ducting and use uh, metal ducting, not the flexible metal ducting, but the smooth metal ducting, because it just has less resistance as the air blows through it, and it's easier to clean if you have to. Okay. Now, do I have to use a um Insulated uh, to connect the hosing? No, you don't have to insulate the ducting. That's not necessary. No, okay. No, nope, just use a solid metal duct to do this. Okay, you can you can buy these in home centers and hardware stores. What I don't want you to do is use those flexible plastic ducts or flexible metal ducts. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right, Doug. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, stainless steel is an obvious choice for a kitchen sink because it cleans up quickly and it's got a really great professional look. But once you get past the key design questions, one bowl or two, undermount or overmount, you really want to base your buying decision on other less obvious factors that affect quality and value. That's right. Richard Trithui is the plumbing and heating contractor on TV's This Old House. He joins us now with tips on how to select stainless steel sinks. Hi, Richard. Nice to be here again. So, Richard, I think most consumers believe that all stainless sinks are the same, but in fact, there could be huge qualitative differences. So what do we need to be aware of? Well, first and foremost, I think you have to think about the gauge of the metal. I mean, you're looking for the the strong silent type. You know, you want something really strong. You know, what's really interesting about metal is you measure it absolutely counterintuitively. The higher the gauge number, the lighter the material. So, you know, you tend to think if something was 10, it would be thicker or heavier than something that was 5. So in in the case of stainless steel... The lightest gauge is this 22-gauge stuff, which is available, and it's always called the builder's model. It's the least expensive uh, stainless steel that you'll find at the home center or the plumbing supply place. But they also come in 18 or 16-gauge. And so, really, my tip to you is get the heaviest gauge, and that means the lowest gauge number that you can afford. Heavier is better. Well, and if you're washing like a big, you know, large pot that you've used to boil pasta in, like that gets heavy in your sink. Yeah, exactly. And you'll know it, by the way. You'll know if you move in someplace and it's 22 gauge, you'll run that water and it's just like ding, 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 ding. ding. You hear it. You know, this, the sound is, is crazy because as you get heavier metal and oftentimes some of the better gauge of, of uh, stainless steel sink also have applied 
insulation or sound absorption underneath the bottom mm-hmm. of it. They have a little backer to it, this rubberized... Kind of like an undercoating? Yeah, like thing? an undercoat. Yeah, I can put you into the undercoat for about 24 bucks. <laughs> so, uh, and that is unbelievably different. Uh, you know, you really... It's like uh, you want your sink to be like good children. You don't want to see them. You don't want to hear them. What? I'm only kidding. <laughs> that was a WC feel. <laughs> so now Bye. what about your sink depth? I mean, I'm always, you know... This is my housekeeping. I'm putting as much in there as possible until I have to stick it in the dishwasher. Again, the baseline, if you go for the lowest cost uh, sink, it's going to usually be only about a six-inch depth. It's really like a shallow. I hate to be shallow. (laughs) So so you you don't have a lot of room. It's for, for people with really short arms. Maybe it's okay. Pterodactyls, <laughs> Pterodactyls doing the dishes. and other dinosaurs. Uh, but really, if you see the difference between a six-inch deep and the ten-inch deep, it's unbelievable. You can put a you can put a pot in there and fill it, and not worry about the spout uh, fitting over the yeah. top of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I like deeper is always better, and heavier is better. Now we talked about stainless and, and paying attention to the gauge, but all stainless is not created equal. Beyond that, correct? The metal itself can be different. right. Actually, stainless steel is rated according to its content. There's a lot of things that go into stainless steel. There's there's regular steel, there's chromium, there's uh, molybdenum, there's nickel, and those percentages make up its grade. And so the the measurement is either 200 series or 300 series. And there's there's 306, there's 316, there's 316L. There's all these different recipes. But what you want to get is at least a 300 series grade of stainless steel. And you'll know the difference. But if you don't get it, you end up with little pit corrosion. You end up with, because there's still steel in it, and it'll rust uh, uh, quickly. Now, what about the drains? Any tips on, on where the drain position should be? And I would imagine if you don't have a good quality sink, that drain and the drain connection to the trap is always going to flex. It could be more susceptible to leaks, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some flexibility. You know, the plumbing connection that down below it can give a little bit, and not it shouldn't leak readily right away. But you really don't want it going like a timpani at the bottom, where every time somebody touches it, it's it's like a drum that's flexing. Uh, the other thing I should talk about is uh, layouts in the in the kitchen sinks. You got to really have a discussion with yourself about whether you want to have. One bowl over here, another bowl over here, and then another tiny little bowl over here for the disposer. Uh, I don't find them to be as functional as having a nice, big, deep bowl. I guess it's personal preference, but a lot of times people go for the fancy, uh, you know, thinking that, oh, I'll, I'll do this. I'll keep dirty ones here and clean ones here and, and all this stuff. And there's something really intuitive about having a nice, clean bowl with one place where everything goes down. Richard, I imagine you have to be really careful when you're cleaning stainless. You know, it has a grain to it, and you want to sort of protect that and not put your own on it. You want to clean it, but not overclean it, so to speak. You know, I grew up where we always used that the powdered cleaners like Ajax and Bonami. And mm-hmm. I don't see them as much as they used to. Now we see more people using sort of household uh, bleach spray and stuff like that. But what the key is that you're not going to take some really aggressive, uh, almost like a sandpaper uh, cleaning uh, scouring pad and change that beautiful little patina that was on that stainless steel to begin with. So go cautiously and keep that beautiful stainless looking almost as good as the day you put it in. Richard Trithui, the plumbing and heating contractor on TV's This Old House. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Always great to be here. All right, catch the current season of This Old House and ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS by The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Up next, are you nervous about being the target of a break-in, but you don't like the idea of getting locked into a long-term and expensive security contract for a burglary alarm system? Well, we've got info on a DIY whole house security system 
that is super easy to install, low cost, and very effective. We'll talk about that when the Money Pit returns after this. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has no long-term contract and the award-winning 24/7 protection is just $15 a month. Money Pit listeners save 10% when you visit simplysafemoney.com today. That's simplysafemoney.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and call us right now with your home improvement question, and you could take home this hour's prize because we've got the innovative Pella Instinctive Door and Window Sensors to give away. Yeah, they're easy to install, and you can check your home's doors and windows to see if they're open or closed and really just put your mind at ease from any location right on your smartphone. Convenience and peace of mind right at your fingertips. Check it out in our online smart home gallery at Money moneypit.com or learn more online at pella.com slash instinctive that's i-n-s-y-n-c-t-i-v-e and you can call us right now for your chance to win this 350 dollars prize at 1-888-MONEYPIT well as the end of summer vacation season nears you might be thinking about keeping your home safe as you plan your last minute getaway it's a real concern because according to the fbi summer is the peak break-in season yeah and one very easy thing that you can do guys is don't broadcast your absence you know cancel your newspaper cancel your mail have somebody pick it up you can do everything online now and it's better than having to depend on a neighbor to do the job it's just done for you and that's really the number one giveaway a pile of newspapers another tip is to put timers on your lights but also consider putting those timers on the tvs the music players because if you have these turn on and off at varying times during the day, it will mimic what actually happens when somebody's home. Yeah, and having a good security system in place is also a really smart idea. And one that's super simple to install is Simply Safe. Now, you can install it in 30 minutes without any electrical work, wiring, or drilling, and there's no long-term contracts for you to get locked into. You can customize a system for your needs. Simply Safe is a sponsor of our program, and we love it because for less than 15 bucks a month, you can have an award-winning professionally monitored security system that protects your home and it gives you peace of mind. Now, the best part is this. Money Pit fans do get an exclusive 10% off deal. So if you want to grab your discount, just visit simplysafemoney.com to learn more. That's simply, S-I-M-P-L-I, safemoney.com. Yeah, and you know what's really great? I mean, this really is the best part of Simply Safe is that it's basically DIY, but you're still going to get that professional monitor monitoring and it's at one third of the price of all the other guys out there yeah not to mention no pushy sales pitches and no hidden fees it's straightforward and simple visit simplysafemoney.com lane in arkansas is looking to do some countertop updates with the cement countertop how can we help you with that project i've been wanting to get granite countertops forever and uh i can't really afford it being a single dad and paying the mortgage and everything so I was looking at the concrete method. I watched some videos on YouTube and whatnot, and I really like how it looks because it looks a lot like the granite. And my questions kind of were, is it pretty simple for a, a guy that, that knows a lot, of, not a lot about concrete, but, you know, a little about it? And uh, the edging stuff that they sell on websites do you need to buy that or can is there a way that you can do it 
with just normal like wood where you could form it up yourself. So first of all, concrete countertops are beautiful, but they're a lot of work to build, as you've learned if you've watched all of those YouTube videos, which I commend you for doing. In terms of the edging, you certainly, um, having those tools certainly makes it a lot easier. But if you're crafty, you probably could make your own edging tools Okay. to get an acceptable edge to that concrete surface. Uh, the good news is that the materials itself are is, is fairly inexpensive. So if you really screw it up, you could <laughs> break it up, throw it in the garden, start again, you know. Right. <laughs> but um, the, the key is really the prep and making sure that you've got the form built correctly and you're totally ready to go. You know exactly what you're going to do once you start to pour in that concrete because you don't get a second chance. Would you recommend a certain type of concrete? You know, Quickcrete makes a commercial-grade countertop mix. All right. So I would just go buy that. Okay. You know, you can pick that up at, at a home center hardware store and just go for that. Well, that sounds good. That's probably what I'll end up doing then. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Still ahead, did you ever wish that your house could just dust itself? I mean, who doesn't? Well, we're going to tell you how you can cut down on all that dust and improve your home's air quality, too, when the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show continues after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Glisten. Glisten makes it easy to clean, freshen, and maintain your dishwasher, disposer, microwave, and washing machine. So improve the performance of your appliances with cleaning solutions from Glisten, the machine cleaning experts. Visit glistencleaners.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, did you ever look around your house and yard and wonder where to start? Well, you can never go wrong with home improvement projects that add value. You can learn what to tackle to increase your home's curb appeal and its market price on the homepage right now at moneypit.com. And while you're online, if you've got a burning home improvement question that you just need to have answered, you can post it in the community section of the Money Pit like Maggie did, who writes, When I dust my house in the evening, everything is covered again by the next morning. Could the problem be stemming from the heat pump system? We've had the unit thoroughly cleaned inside and out, but it doesn't help. Well, what I would consider, Maggie, is to upgrade or add filters to the HVAC system that will help reduce the dust problem and improve the air quality. For example, Filtreat makes a range of filters that are customizable to various issues. They've got filters that cover excessive dust. They have filters that are designed to eliminate odors, allergens, you you name it. But your best solution, albeit a more expensive one, is an electronic air cleaner. It's sort of an electronic filter system because that can remove even virus-sized particles from the air. It's usually mounted on a return duct and it protects your home from both mold and pollen, and it will do a number on that dust for sure. Yeah, my goodness. And once you tell those dust fairies to move out of your house and stop spreading all that dust around. Next up, we've got a post from Joel who writes, I recently found your show on the drive home from work, and I love it. My family's growing, so I'm looking to make my basement a more usable space. The problem is the basement 
basement floor. It's poured concrete but has a lot of rise and fall. Uh, from the main basement floor joist is a range of 98 inches to 107 inches. What do you suggest for making it level? That's a big difference. That's nine inches. Well, leveling a concrete basement floor by any means is going to cost you a lot in ceiling height, especially since we're talking about a floor with height range of nine inches. So I'm not really sure why your floor is in the condition it's in. I, I would like to know that. But the best solution might be to tear it out and pour a new floor that's level. Now, if that's going to reveal any structural issues, you certainly could fix those at the same time. But the good news is that basement floors are usually not part of the home's structure. They're essentially there to cover the dirt below. They're not usually poured under the wall, for example. So typically, you can remove a basement floor, level out that soil, address that, and then re-pour it. Now, you can take up that existing floor with a jackhammer, but you might want to have the structure evaluated beforehand just to make sure there isn't something underneath that can cause a new floor to be similarly uneven because once you fix it, you don't want to have to fix it again. All right, we got one more question here from Radar. Radar says that he has a laminate flooring that's not staying locked, installed it twice, and good quality. Had it inspected by the company who makes the laminate and was told it's due to the room being too cold, Keep that he keeps it in the mid-60s, and it's too humid, 50 to 60%. So what can I do? Um, I got some concerns with that because I will tell you that I think that laminate floor works particularly well in uh, chilly, damp spaces. In fact, I've had laminate floor that we soaked in water just to see how it would stand up, and it didn't have an issue. If it's not working, though, it has to be torn out. There's no way to repair this prefabricated floor. So this might be just a situation where you're going to have to insist that the manufacturer take this back or make good with a different product. Yeah, it might just be the product itself. Tom and I both have laminate floors in the basement, and they're great. So get with the manufacturer, and hopefully you'll get this resolved super fast. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Hey, we hope we've given you some great tips and ideas to help tackle your own home improvement and home decor projects this hour. But remember, if you've got questions 24-7, you could post those to our website at moneypit.com or to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash themoneypit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.